Does your community have the same 10 people that do all of the work for every event and uh, every organization? Today's challenge, I'm going to teach you one really, really simple, easy way to get more volunteers in your community so that the pressure is off of you just a little bit. Today on Small Town Tenacity, I want to talk about volunteers and the problem that we all seem to talk about, about not having enough volunteers, and I'm going to end with a challenge that I think can be a very, very simple way for you to fix this problem and and start making it better. So basically the problem that we're talking about each, as I talk to people, the thing I hear over and over and over again that we're all experiencing is that it feels like we don't have enough volunteers. And sure, part of it is that we're small towns, so we just don't have a lot of people to draw from. That's, that is what it is. But beyond that, it seems like it's the same 10 people that do all of the work that are members of every organization that serve on every board, that plan every event, and they're all exhausted. This harms your small town because those people, and you're probably one of them, we're exhausted. We can't keep doing more and more things. So any any of those 10, you know, we'll all tell you that, right? But it harms getting into this cycle, harms your small town way more than just because there aren't enough people helping out and there's not enough people to do everything. The obvious is obvious, but it also harms on a couple deeper levels. First of all, when the volunteers that you have, they're exhausted, like we said, doing everything. Exhaustion leads to burnout and you cannot risk In our towns, we cannot risk this, having our key volunteers burn out one by one because each time one of them goes down, that's one less we have. Another way that letting a few, you know, a group of people do everything hurts is we fall in quickly into this mindset of this is how we've always done it because they're the same people that have been doing things for sometimes decades. And so, you know, we get these systems that work or maybe worked when they first started and we get in the cycle of, well, this is how we did it last year. We're going to do it this way again. And because we're so exhausted and overworked as volunteers and strung out in so many different directions, we can't analyze each thing individually and decide, is this the best way to be doing it right now? Should we be doing this at all? right now? What is the best for right now? So we fall into this trap of thinking, this is how we've always done it. And seriously, I mean, that is the worst, worst phrase for anything ever, really, I think, but definitely for our small towns. If we ever find ourselves thinking or saying, well, this is, that's how we've always done it. We need to smack ourselves and stop and realize if it's, if we're saying that about something, we've got to analyze it seriously. So the further follow-up problem to that, when we fall into the cycle of this is how we've always done it, we don't try new things, not just in the execution of individual events that we're stuck in a cycle of always doing the same way, but we don't think about what new things could we be trying? What, what are we not doing that we should be doing 
and inventing new events and, and practices and, and habits and traditions all together. Because why in the world would we start thinking about new things we want to be doing when we can't even keep up with the things we're already doing? So no way. So then when we have people who maybe are volunteers, but everybody's got lots of ideas to tell us, when people say, oh, we should try this, we should try this, instead of being an idea-friendly, inclusive community where we're like, wow, that might be awesome. Let's gather a tribe and do it. We say, no, that's not, we've never done that before. We can't do that. We do this one instead. This is how we've always done it. And we shut down new ideas because we're too exhausted to think about them. So here's another uh, way that having the same people harm uh, harms our events that we have going on. So I think a lot of times you work so hard to plan an event and then end up disappointed in the turnout and how how it goes. Just the general, we plan this event and we think the community's going to love this and everyone's going to give us a big round of applause at the end because it's going to be so awesome and there's going to be hundreds of people there. And then inevitably, we, not that we don't ever have great events, because we do, but there often are events that at the end of it, we're like, well, that went pretty well. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fine. Sure. Uh-huh. But it wasn't this resounding front page of the paper talking about how awesome our event was type of thing that we imagined. And that's, that's too bad. But the hard truth of it is a big part of why events don't go well is because a lot of times they, they don't have the turnout that we wanted or that they would have needed to have. And here's the harsh truth. A lot of time the turnout is low because people don't feel welcome there. And I'm not pointing fingers. I know that hurts to hear. And it is not something that you're doing. I know you put flyers up everywhere. We do all of these things to let people know about our thing and know that they're welcome and, and invite people. But the, the bottom line is people feel like they have a place at the event when they have been part of the planning and the execution of the event. And when they feel like they have ownership in the event, they invite their friends, they invite their family, and all of their close circle comes too. So instantly, the more people you have engaged in the planning and execution of your events, the more that the attendance will skyrocket. But then that brings us right back to square one. How do we get more people engaged in the planning and putting on of things that we do in town if we have the same 10 people that are volunteering for everything? So this is another that it's going to sound like a personal attack. And I, I do not in any way mean this as a personal attack. But in talking to people and seeing this problem come up, I started talking to people who don't volunteer to try to figure out why. And overwhelmingly, the reason people don't volunteer when they have fantastic talents they could be contributing, they're scared. People don't volunteer because they're scared to volunteer. And it's easy for us to scoff at that and think, well, that's just an excuse. 
that's just an excuse. But, but stop for a second, put yourself in their shoes. They are intimidated by you. I'm serious. This is not an excuse. This is not silly. The people who don't volunteer, the people that sit back and watch and maybe don't come to your events that you're so upset about, they're intimidated by you because think about it from their perspective. You are this wonder person that it, you're able to do all of these things and you're able to volunteer on every board and be um, the chair of this and the chair of that and, and you're cooking at this event and you're being a host at this event and you're, you're everywhere and you're rocking from their perspective. You are doing so well at everything you do. And probably on top of it, they see you as the perfect citizen and the perfect parent and the perfect room mom at the kid's school or all of these things that they have built up that these 10 people who always volunteer are these superhuman gods in the town. And, and rightfully so, because you are amazing. If you're doing all of these things, you are amazing. But all you can feel is how exhausted and tired and overwhelmed you feel. And so it's hard to see from the outside perspective. So we, as the people doing everything, then we end up feeling exhausted and overworked and overwhelmed. And like nobody ever notices how much I do and, and nobody volunteers to help and blah, 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 blah. The opposite is true. Everybody sees how much you do and they are intimidated by it. They think because they are not that incredible, they don't think that they can be a good enough volunteer because you have set the bar so high People feel like they're setting themselves up for failure if they sign up to be like you. That's, that's the bottom line. So what's the answer? How do we get people if they're so intimidated? Well, they need to be told that they can do it. And the only way to do that is to start, get out of yourself, get out of your own head, start looking at the community through other people's eyes, and meeting them on their terms. And so when you, the next time you've got an event, this is my challenge. The answer is personal invitations. And so my challenge is the next time you're planning something and the next time you're working on something, look around who is a member of the, this uh, organization that you're working with or the parish that you're working with or whatever it is putting on this project you're working on. Look around. Who is a member of that or should be, might want to be a member of that organization that has gifts uniquely suited for what you're trying to do? And get a list of, start with just three to five people because truthfully, they're not all going to say yes. Some people just plain don't want to volunteer. But we are, we've not been giving them the benefit of the doubt and assuming that some people do want to volunteer. They just don't know that they're the right person for the job. So the challenge for all of us, myself included, is to start looking around and seeing who is the right person for this job. And when the time comes, when we need extra volunteers, instead of being frustrated that not enough people are showing up and not enough people are helping, look at what needs to be done. Find a task 
that needs some people working on it, get a list of three to five people and go to them personally. In person is best, but even a phone call, go to them and say, hey, John, you are so good at this skill that you have. You are so good at talking to people um, about getting donations. Well, that's a terrible one. Nobody wants to ask for donations and and we need to do a lot less of it actually, but that's a, a topic for a different day. But just figure out a skill that John is good at that fits exactly with what you need help with and ask him personally because people need to know that somebody believes in them. And if you go to them and say, we have this job You are the perfect person to help out and I believe you are the perfect person and I believe you would be the best person at it. That gets a lot harder to say no. People just need a vote of confidence. So that's the challenge. Start, bottom line, start giving people that vote of confidence that they need to know that they can do things. This has been Small Town Tenacity. I'm Alex Real, and I'll talk to you guys soon.